Adobe Creative Cloud, Pantone Colors, and why you should care. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Download the free ZocDoc app at ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We are live on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We would love to have you here with us in the chat room. We already have a number of our friends checking in and saying hello, um, making comments about voting and Las Vegas, and we never know what else is going to come up in the chat room because sometimes they follow along with us, sometimes they don't. So you should be in there to make sure that you know exactly what's going on. Uh, We have a number of kind of not exactly off-topic things, but sort of off-the-wall things tonight. We're going to try to get to all of them or as many as we can. But first, let's find out who's here, and then we'll take off. Uh, Taking the the panel, as I always do... um, Really, and quite a surprise, this time this week, Eric Bolden is in the seat of the angels in the top right, or top left of my screen, excuse me. Eric, it's good to see you. Hi. It's nice to be here. I'm not usually ever early enough to hit that spot, but I thought I'd try something new this week. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, sitting in the the not Seat of the Angels in the top right of my screen, Mr. David Ginsburg, looking like he's ready for a boxing match. David, yeah. good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, I'm getting a little under the weather uh, this week. Uh, I was in Vegas and then caught a cold here. So if I sound kind of strange, that is why. Uh, I'm sorry. That's that's miserable. I, I know it's not summertime anymore, but colds are miserable no matter what time of year it is. Yeah, so it's been so. a little nasally. What good to do? But Yeah. Uh, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Jeff Gammon is here. Jeff, good to have you. It's great to be here. I I fully accept that I will never be in the angel spot, and that seems appropriate. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask where you think is appropriate, but you know, we'll take what we can get. I'll, I'll draw you a picture. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Um, joining us with a new, with a collection of helmets, uh, Ms. Brittany Smith has arrived. Brittany, good to see you. Thanks for having me, Chuck. Should you want to explain the helmet thing? I bought them and they're awesome. Actually, that's not true. This one was a gift. <laughs> okay. And that's as I came home you with go. a bunch of helmets. Oh, they oh, are but they awesome. are. And this is the way. Yeah. This yeah. is Captain. This Rex. is the way. Um, one of the clone troopers. That's his helmet. This is an X-wing pilot. And the last one needs no explanation. Mandalorian. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, also joining us, just getting in under the wire, Ms. Kelly Gamont. Kelly, good to see you. Hey, I'm trying a new audio setup, so let me know if it sounds okay or terrible or... It sucks ass. Difference. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, sorry. We'll yeah. troubleshoot <laughs> over text. I yeah. think so. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So first word Kelly, sounds like yeah. Well, while, while Kelly is uh, is taking care of her audio setup, um, yeah, we we kind of slammed the judgment to that one, didn't we, guys? Oh, that was quick. 
Um, first story up tonight. I'm th- going to throw in the chat rooms right now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, see, if, if you don't watch the video and you're better? listening, you miss yes. important yes. moments. Much better. Much better, Kelly. So the first story is an article um, from 9 to 5 Mac. This has been kicking around for a little while, and we just haven't gotten to it in some of the earlier shows, um, where the Pantone Colors have Pantone Color support has sort of been removed from Adobe software. And before I go much farther than that, I want to ask Jeff to clarify what's going on here, because there have been a number of stories out there. Some of them, no, a lot of them seem to be contradictory. And I want to make sure we give you all good information. So, Jeff, what exactly is happening here and where does it stand? Okay. So, uh, first, for the people that don't understand what Pantone is, which is totally a reasonable thing, Pantone is a proprietary color matching and uh, pigment mixing system that's uh, that's controlled by, owned by Pantone. And every year, the um, the colors, the the uh, mix ratios can change. And, uh, and there's various reasons for that, you know, like changes in the types of inks that are being used. And anyhow, so when, when you're working with Pantone colors, they are standardized across everything. So you can look at like a like a color chip, like you would get at at the paint store that you take home and hold up to the wall and say, that's the color I want. There are whole books that Pantone produces that show all of these different uh, colors. And uh, and that way, when you are going to print a job and you've selected Pantone colors, you know exactly what colors you should see when the project comes off of a printing press. And uh, and now with, with the whole digital world, there are uh, like RGB and hex values that match up to the Pantone colors. So you have a standardized way of referencing colors. And th- there you go, now you have the background. And so here's the deal. Adobe has had a licensing deal with Pantone for a long time to include Pantone color as part of the Creative Suite apps. And and this predates uh, it being Creative Suite, you know, way back when, when Photoshop, InDesign, and Illustrator were all like individual packages that you would buy. The problem is that several years ago, like many years ago, the whole process just kind of stalled. And so uh, Adobe products were not getting updated Pantone color tables. Well, at some point, that becomes a serious problem because if you're expecting to see, uh, you know, like Pantone 128, and that's not what you actually get on your print job, but you know that's what you thought you were picking, well, the color might be different now. Uh, Like the shade might be a little bit different. So the problem here is that with all of that data being so out of date, even though we still had it available to us in the Adobe apps, it actually wasn't accurate information anymore. So that means that Adobe has to negotiate new licensing with Pantone. The licensing originally didn't actually cost Adobe anything. 
which was smart for Pantone because that helped them make sure that uh, that Pantone was a default uh, color set in the Adobe apps. There are other uh, systems like Pantone with different names. So now we have this thing where Adobe says, hey, we need to update the color tables for Pantone. And Pantone says, you really should because you're like years and years out of date. Here's how much a licensing costs. And Adobe's like, wait, what? <laughs> so um, so now we have this problem where Adobe actually can't license Pantone to include in their products. Therefore, they can't actually display Pantone colors in their products. So what that means is that if you have created a, uh, a project in Photoshop, Illustrator, or Design, and it uses Pantone colors, uh, depending on which color set it is, because you have like coded and uncoded, which refers to the type of paper you're using, um, there are some Pantone colors that won't display now and some that will. And in a few months, it changes so that the ones that are displaying won't just because of the licensing cycle. And uh, and that means that for the colors that can't display, they they will still show the name of the correct Pantone color, but they will appear black in your document, which is completely useless unless you're actually using the specific Pantone black that would coincidentally just match up to the color you're seeing, but you're not. And uh, and so now, if you want to have Pantone colors in your Creative Suite apps, you as the user get to license them, which means you now pay a licensing fee to use the Pantone colors. That that's it in a nutshell. Okay, yes, Kelly, you have a you have a question, and then I'll ask mine. Is that an in-app purchase? I'll show myself out. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, Okay, so boy, there. I mean, first of all, you've told me something that I hadn't read in any of the articles that the Pantone colors were already years out of date. Um, that comes as a bit of a surprise to, based on the coverage that I read. But how did Adobe let this happen? If I mean, if if one of their claims to fame, and it clearly is, is that they are the professional uh, visually visual creating software option out there. How did this happen? Is industry standard. <laughs> well, okay, but you know, I mean, again, Pantone is yeah. So, well, so Chuck, what happened? If, if you're using Pantone professionally, you are buying new Pantone swatch books every year, and they're not cheap. And so, what you would do is, uh, as uh, as a professional, when you're choosing what color you're going to use in a project, you're actually going through the Pantone books, picking the color based on the number there, and then assigning that color number in uh, your, your Creative Suite document. Mm -hmm. The color may not match exactly there, but since you've picked it from the, from the actual Pantone book, mm -hmm. you're okay because you know what color is actually going on press, regardless of what you're seeing in the app. Which yeah. is kind of weird, but the people that that this actually matters to, they get what they're doing. Now, if you're picking the Pantone yeah. colors based on seeing them in the uh, in the tables that are in the Creative Suite apps instead of going from the books, mm -hmm. 
then you may or may not get the results that you're expecting. And what I mean by industry standard is like the bulk of like pre-press work and all of that, like Adobe is one of the, the elephants in the room in that respect as well. So like the thing I don't understand is what Pantone thought they were going to get out of doing this. Uh, they thought they were going to finally uh, get some licensing fees out of Adobe for this. And then Adobe went, lol, no. And now everyone trying to do this is out of luck, right? I believe the technical term is SOL. Unless you, as uh, as the end user, probably an agency, mm-hmm. printing company, whatever, you are going ahead and paying your licensing fee to use the Pantone colors. On one hand, this totally sucks. On the other hand, I kind of get it because the the majority of people that are using the Creative Suite apps probably don't have to rely, at least professionally, on Pantone. So for the people that do need to rely on it, they're they're already, already paying, paying money out, okay. and so they're just going to add in whatever the licensing fee is and just and just roll with it. Okay. Still, it does kind of suck because if you made a document like ten years ago mm-hmm. with Pantone colors and you open it up now, well, those colors might all appear as black. Okay, so, and by the way, I, this is not intended to beat on anybody. I'm I'm trying to understand, but, and and I'm not sure if this is a Pantone cover or not. But just go with me because you'll know you'll understand. But if I wanted something to be Coca-Cola red, I mean, mm-hmm. we all know what Coca-Cola red is. There's no question about it. And that is or was a, a designated Pantone cover, and then they changed the name of it or they changed the number more accurately. I I mean that that almost seems like a manipulation thing to try to get more licensing fees so that you know you'd be sure that you would be getting the right Pantone color even though you already know what it is and what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, on one hand, yes. Uh, by the way, I, I just double checked. Uh, the uh, uh, Coca Cola Red is Pantone four eight four. Of course it is. So. Pantone spends a lot of money and a lot of time developing this uh, proprietary uh, color system. So someone needs to pay somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I preferred it when it was just ruled into Creative Suite. Mm-hmm. It just it just seemed a lot easier to manage. Uh, if you want to go way, way back, um, it was rolled in to Quark Express as well. I believe still is. And um, yeah, so why not just, <laughs> excuse me, have a uh, a blanket license for Adobe and mm-hmm. that rolls it into the Creative Suite products. My guess is that Pantone didn't want to do that because they, they ran the numbers and their Excel spreadsheet said, you know, based on the number of people that are actually rely on Pantone, if we license direct to the end user or the end user company, we'll be bringing in more money than if we license in bulk to Adobe. And that's why I was, go ahead, ahead. Well, what makes this useful, like in practical terms, an example I can give, and Jeff, please jump in if I'm screwing this up, but um, this is useful for things like um, I'm a design house in Chicago and 
I need to have things distributed rapidly on the East Coast and on the West Coast on the same day at the same time. This means I'm contracting with a printing with, with somebody doing the print work on the East Coast and somebody doing the print work on the West Coast, two different places. Maybe it's two different companies. Maybe they don't even talk to each other. But I need to know that what comes out at the end is exactly the thing that I designed in the colors I designed and the layout I designed, all of that. And so if I tell two different places who have no previous knowledge of each other, use this paper, use this design, here's the set of Pantone colors, I am going to, in theory, get identical products on the East Coast and on the West Coast as I desire. So mm-hmm. um, that, like, that's one of the things that makes having the Pantone book and pay and by extension paying for the Pantone colors and the books. That's part of what makes it a useful subscription to have. Like, why am I paying to make sure that I'm getting Coca Cola Red? is a very, very different, you know, is a very different thing the bigger a company you are. And the bigger company you are, obviously at that point you are paying Pantone directly for any any number of, of you know, swatch books and whatever else. And then the thing that I think is interesting in this is that that was, always, that was the thing that I would get questions about doing support. And people would ask about like, you know, Pantone, this or that within Adobe products. And that was kind of how I would explain it to them. You know, it was, it's, it's the yardstick that everyone uses to measure everything. And that's how, you know, you're getting the same thing, you know, regardless of, you know, what, uh, where it's coming from. I know that the results will be consistent if we are all playing by the same rules and those rules belong to Pantone. So I always thought it was kind of a nice thing that they were in Creative Suite because it meant that, you know, if you were using Photoshop or you were using Illustrator and you were doing something that you could get consistent results regardless. And then when it became a thing that you needed professionally, you know, it was something you'd already been introduced to because that was sort of the the playground you were playing in in the first place. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who take your insurance at ZocDoc.com slash Mac Voices. Going to the doctor is seldom fun. What makes it even less fun is when you need to see the doctor but can't because they don't take your insurance or can't give you an appointment for six weeks. When you need to see a doctor, you need to see a doctor. That's why you need to know about ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. One that makes you feel like you're in good hands, that you're supported, and that you are heard. That's important in almost anything, but it's extra important when it comes to your health care. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash MacVoices. ZocDoc.com slash MacVoices. Thanks to ZocDoc for their support of MacVoices. Well, just to, to point back to the article I just put put in the chat rooms. So it does appear that that I, as an end user, can pay fifteen dollars a month for access to Pantone colors sure. in my in my documents. So th- this is not. I mean, it's not something where everybody's been left out with ten years back worth of art. That, then they're left high and dry. It's just that they're going to have to spend fifteen dollars a month to get those colors back into the creative suite. 
Yes. And uh, and the documents that you have that already have Pantone colors in them, even if you haven't licensed, or you're not paying for a new license, those documents aren't broken. You can give them to someone that is paying for their Pantone license, and they will see all your colors in the color they're supposed to be. Um, now, as long as they're talking about this, I should offer up a workaround because that's actually kind of important for some people. If you are using alternatives to Creative Suite, and by alternatives, I mean the Affinity Suite of apps, they uh, are not affected by this Pantone licensing issue. So they have Pantone libraries built in and they all work. So here's the workaround that I have for you. Uh, just use the Affinity apps. But if that's not ultimately an option for you as, as your sole uh, uh, design tool set, <laughs> pay for the Affinity apps, so you have them on at least one computer, then set up the documents with the Pantone colors that you need in the Affinity apps. They save in the native formats uh, for Creative Suite. Open them in Creative Suite just to make sure that everything's still there, even though the colors are black. And now you can send those files off and, and do whatever other edits and work you need to in those uh, documents in Creative Suite, but you still have your Pantone colors. And now the people that are paying for the license that are going to print your job, they will see the document as it's supposed to be. So you're saying that, we'll use Affinity since you brought it up, that they are paying for the Pantone license? I I don't know what agreement they have with Pantone. What I do know is that, that the valid. Pantone color libraries are fully functional in uh, Affinity Design, Affinity Photo, and Affinity Publisher. Okay, but the, I have to ask the question, but are they accurate? Since Since for the last 10 years, based on what you said, I may have thought I was using Pantone colors and now I'm discovering that, well, I was close, but maybe not. Well, that's actually a really good question. Okay, so Adobe did not update their libraries. From what I understand, the Affinity libraries are much newer. And, uh, oh, okay. And, mm -hmm. uh, the, so, okay, so I can't say with 100% certainty, but when the Affinity apps got um pantone support mm -hmm. it was it was at some point after adobe uh had stopped updating their libraries so so even if they're not completely up to date they would still be newer than anything that that adobe had okay okay brian in the chat room says such such an interesting conversation thank you for fleshing it out it's an area of tech i'm not familiar with and difficult to understand from the articles I saw. And and Brian, that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up here. So I'm sure that there's a segment of the audience out there that everything just either went over their head or they didn't care. But it, I don't I don't produce things professionally. But you know, if I want if I'm expecting a certain shade of blue to come out and it comes out a little bit closer to purple, you know, I'm gonna be kind of upset. Um, and well, now I have a better that's understanding why of why you always have up-to-date Pantone color charts, color books, because it ultimately doesn't matter 
uh, in the end, if Adobe's library is 10 years or 15 years out of date, if you are picking your colors based on the current color charts, because if you choose, in this case, we'll, we'll stick with Pantone 484. And uh, you look in the color book and you say 484, great. And so that's the color, the Pantone color you assign in uh, in uh, Illustrator. It doesn't matter if the color doesn't look exactly the red you want in Illustrator because you know what color is going on press based on your up-to-date swatch book. Right. Okay. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad because there were there were so many different and, and again, apparently conflicting articles out there. And I wanted to get it straight from someone that knows that area and has some expertise in it. And so the, the thing that still blows my mind is what I said before, that, you know, the Pantone libraries have been out of date all this time within the creative cloud. And it seems to have been just, I don't know, maybe just acknowledged as that's the way it was. But I've never read a single article about this in the last few years, at least in the mainstream articles that I try to pay attention to. Well, Jeff broke it down just about right, which is um, if you're not using them for anything, you're not going to notice. And if you are using them for something of consequence, you were already paying for the books and everything anyway to be to get part of that, to make sure that you're getting what you need. So you would never notice because you already know generally that uh, you know, either you've got a new library that you can drop in to the software that you're using, or you are already discounting whatever it is your monitor's telling you because your designer's turned on night mode or true tone or whatever. And now, you know, it's not going to look quite right on the screen anyway, but you know, it's going to come out at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One place where this can, um, um, tend to bite people, one place where this can bite the the real professionals where where the color accuracy is critical is if you're using the Pantone colors, knowing that they're going to be printed CMYK, because part of what Pantone does is give you the four color seps for Pantone colors. Now they they can't be exactly the same as the uh, the Pantone, you know the real Pantone color because that's how pigments work. So, um, so if you're using outdated Pantone libraries in, uh, in an app, there's a possibility in some situations that the, uh, the four color separation may not be exactly what you think it's going to be for most people. They won't know. And, and the color variation that they would see across a print job, they, they wouldn't even notice um, for the people that it really matters. Oh, they would notice, but they're the people that are going to have the up-to-date books anyhow. And, uh, and you know, the, they'll make sure that they have the right colors. We just in the chat room says, so even if there was another company in the Pantone arena, would Adobe jump ship? Well, Adobe's already kind of jumped ship, I think. Well, Adobe support, that's a good question. Okay, so the, the other big name player in, in the spot color uh, uh, pigment game is Toyo. And, and Creative Suite, Creative Cloud supports Toyo as well. So it's not like they're jumping ship because Adobe's thing was, we need to support all the pro-level uh, uh, color sets. And, uh, and now we just have... Well, Toyo's still supported. 
uh, directly in the app without having to pay a separate license, but not Pantone. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And it doesn't sound like there's necessarily a bad guy in this environment because I, I, I get what Pantone's trying to do. I understand what Adobe's trying to do. It's unfortunate that the users just get caught somewhere in the middle. Um, and yes. you know, depending on which what kind of user they are, it may not make a difference, as both Jeff and Kelly have said. But to some, it will. So, yeah, and affinities out there. Um, I had another thought about that, and it is so gone from my head. <laughs> well, if it comes, if it comes back, let us know. The cat's playing with it behind the monitor. Uh, very plausible. <laughs> Well, while Jeff is thinking, um, I want to introduce Webb Bixby, uh, who came in just a little bit late. Webb, it's great to have you. Thanks for being here. Hello, everybody. How are you? And thanks for having me. Um, in my shop, uh, it's I, I have no idea what Coca-Cola Red Pantone number is, but uh, <laughs> I, I but I do have a um, uh, a mid-sized print shop, um, uh, two color, two side press, um, and I have about three or four graphic artists, one manager and three artists. Um, and the, this issue has, has come up. I think, I think it's interesting. There's another aspect to this that I look at that maybe others don't. It's right around corporate budgeting season too. So I think there's a real mm -hmm. interesting dynamic of the timing of this thing. Nothing wrong with it. And I, and I like you, I understand where, where Pantone's coming from. It sounds like there was some fallout between Adobe and Pantone. So they came That's what I'm this guessing. route. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I, I'd be surprised if the situation lasts forever and they don't come to some other kind of agreement. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Web, to clarify, you're talking about you have a, a, a printing operation within your company. Well, within my company, yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're not a dedicated printing operation. I know. No, no. So. I, I'm, I, no, no. I, I get to manage lots of other things. That's just, that's, <laughs> that's in the basement. So it's the print shop. So, uh, yeah. Send the graphics guys to the basement. Yeah, and and, and the graphics people are on four. So yeah, it's anyway. Just interesting. I thought the timing was interesting. So yeah, good point. Yeah. Real good. Well, point. that's the timing is definitely interesting. Um, it isn't a surprise though. Adobe no. has been very public about this for over a year, I think. And and I remember when the announcement first came out. There's like all kinds of press, but. Um, the, uh, the media in general has a very short memory. So when this came up at, you know, we're on the deadline, I, I saw news outlets that had done coverage on this when the announcement first came out where they're covering it as if it's a surprise to them. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, people don't, don't you even do, uh, a search on your own site? Do you read your own publication? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, Jeff, I, that, I guess not being a journalist, but I can almost forgive that because somehow I, I just missed this. Maybe it wasn't made a big enough deal, you know, in in more of the mainstream tech press or not. Maybe it was just in the, in the design and printing press. Sorry, well, you said uh, it yourself, Chuck. Like this is a complicated story. Everybody's reporting on it is different. All of it is very fiddly and weird, unless part of your job is fiddly and weird. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Like, even if it had been reported at the time, like somebody should have been like, didn't we complain about Pantone and Adobe having this face off like before? 
<laughs> I would think somebody would have it would have rung some bell somewhere, but apparently it didn't. And I thought that was kind of weird. You know, OK, so I'm putting on my former managing editor hat for a moment and I can't excuse it. Nice. hat. And, and uh, thank you. And the reason I can't excuse it, um, even discounting the fact that that when I was a managing editor, I had the ability to remember every article that everyone wrote, even if I couldn't tell you when it happened, if someone is writing something, I'd be able to say, go and look because, uh, because Kelly wrote a thing about that. And, uh, and then you cross uh, link your articles. There's a thing on every website and there's a, there's a massive company out there as well. That's called Google. You can do a search on your own website. You can do a Google search and limit it to your own website. And then you can find all the content that you have ever written related to whatever the topic is. So you know what's appropriate for cross-referencing and cross-linking. Just fracking do it, people. I stand corrected. You're right. By the way, I've seen that power in action on multiple occasions can confirm. Yeah. But I was always polite when I told people that they needed to go back and check. Yes. Uh, Brad in the chat room says every Adobe customer got a series of emails about this. I would certainly hope so, Brad, oh, because if okay. not, then, you know, Ad Ad Adobe would be, I mean, maybe being more barbecued than they are in the press. Um, because I would think that, you know, this this is people's livelihood in the case of the creative cloud users, and they mm -hmm. darn well better be informed. So, yeah, Adobe's been very transparent about that. Yeah. And just so you know, for people that are like way into the into the whole color swatch thing, yes, that was a pun. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, next story. Uh, I'm gonna put this in the chat room and I'm going to ask uh Webb to talk about this because he brought this one to the table um as a sling user, and this is about uh the sling box shutting down. This Mac Voices panel is back next time to talk about Slingbox shutting down and some cord cutting alternatives. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.